this is a tremendous surprise. I, I don't know who to give the credit to. I have to Chris Collin gets part of it, and Alex Rodriguez gets the other part because he's sitting right next to us here at Legends Field as we. Dog is just speechless, I folks. I can't believe it. A Rod walked in and said, "I like your show," and Dog's like, "He couldn't like our show." Well, and the Giants. Yeah. I was shocked. He asked me about the shit show trade. Hey, Rod, thank you very much, Chris and Mike. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Good to see you, Rod. Thanks for coming up here. Uh, first off, how's it feel now? You got the big contract out of the way from last year. You got a year to you know to relax a little bit. You feel like you're a Texas Ranger, probably this training camp, right? It does. I mean, it's still part of the transition, and it's my second year in. Uh, a lot different this year coming in, uh, but I'm really uh, found some new energy here with these all these new guys we have here. Uh, we have some colorful guys. We have Juan Gonzalez and Chan Ho Park, and uh, they're great additions to the Rangers. Should be a very good. Did ball you club. feel like at times last year, despite your great individual performance, that you were like in si baseball Siberia down there in Texas? Yeah, I'll tell you, Mike. It, it was very, very frustrating at times, and uh, you know the personal accolades, and I was having a great year and all, but. Uh, I've been used to winning in Seattle, and uh, we had a lot of success over there in the Northwest, and uh, it was tough. I mean, I knew it was going to be a tough year. Especially before. watching them have the kind of year they had. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I knew Seattle was going to be real good, and uh, I knew he, I played with Ichiro in Japan, and I knew he was going to be a great addition, and uh, Jeff Nelson was a big, big uh, acquisition for them because, uh, you know, like the Yankees did for many years, they just shortened the game up, Absolutely. and it, they just became a real hard team to bargain with. Uh, late in the season and the whole year they were just fantastic well obviously you know the new york situation is very interesting with uh, i know it's old news but let's we'll, we'll get it out of the way and rehash it for a second because a lot of met fans would have loved to see you play shortstop last year they had a bad year too couldn't hit they st you, i don't know if they still got they might have gotten over by now yeah, maybe they got <laughs> if alomar and vaughn hit they may get over it but they hadn't gotten over it all last year that's for sure so um, you know there's a lot of met fans who wish you were a met uh, now obviously you know, Scott Boris and Steve Phillips had some problems. You're going to support Boris. We understand that. Uh, in, in, in thinking back upon that decision, uh, should maybe you have gotten involved? Could you have told Boris not to maybe get involved and, you know, let's make him the highest paid player and maybe not intimidate the Mets? seems like maybe the Mets are intimidated by the initial discussion and maybe if you got in to sort of low-key it, it could have been maybe a New York Met last year. Have you thought about that in the last, say, six months? Um, perhaps, Chris. I mean, you know, it's no surprise. I'm a huge Met fan. I, I still am. They're my favorite team in the National League. And uh, growing up in 86, watching Keith and Darryl and, and Gary Carter and Mookie Wilson and Dykstra and all those guys, uh, I, I, I love the Mets. And coming in, I think Steve knew that, Mr. Wilpon and Mr. Doubleday. And uh, maybe I could have done more. Uh, but... Uh, it was a tough situation. I mean, uh, it was too bad. I think the fans uh, lament the fact that I'm not there. And and to a certain degree, it would have been fun to play for the New York Mets. Uh, but I found a, a great owner. I found a great organization that's on the, on the way up. And uh, we have to move forth. And uh, and that's it. Where is your main place that you stay now in the offseason? Is it Florida? Or is it Where do you live? Well, uh, New York. I mean, not New York. I'm sorry. I'm from New York. Uh, Miami and Dallas and now next year we're gonna to go to spring training so uh, in Arizona in Arizona and uh, so the first of the year I'm gonna be heading out uh, west and uh, start training over there uh, you know it's funny with the with, with the great money that you got you know sometimes it's hard for a franchise to build a great team mm -hmm. when I gotta pay somebody all that money now mm -hmm. we're gonna see if Tom can do it there in Texas uh, you know a lot of players though you know they're gonna take the most money you can understand that but in, in retrospect, is it better for some players to say, you know, let me take a little less to make it easier for them to add the pitching that they might have to add to build the, the all-around club? What's your take on that? That's, that's a very good point. Uh, I, I, I've been fortunate because uh, I've been able to defer a, a whole chunk of it. And because of that, uh, I think I'm making 12 or $13 million this year. 
and it gave uh, Mr. Hicks the flexibility to go out and get Chanho Park and uh, and Juan Gonzalez. So, in theory, uh, my money's going to come from 50 to 65. Uh, hopefully, I'm still alive to collect that. But uh, the bottom line is, uh, instead of being a 25 million dollar player, I become a 12 or 13. So it makes it a lot easier. Did you defer it this year? So yes. Could, oh, you just deferred it this year. When we were trying to sign all these guys, I approached Mr. Hicks about it, and I said I'm willing to, you know, shave seven or eight million dollars off a year, if not if not ten, uh, so I can give you the flexibility to go out and get a Channel Park or Juan Gonzalez. And so, like I said, in theory, I'm, I'm a thirteen, fourteen million dollar player rather than a twenty-five million. So you player. did what I just said that some players have to do. Absolutely, and it's important because if. If you make so much money, you can handicap the team from not going out and getting the pitching that you need or, or the players, and I definitely didn't want to do that. So that's one thing coming in. I wanted winning to be the main priority. You know, so much in New York and Mike and the Mad Dog with, with Alex Rodriguez here uh, at uh, Yankee Stadium down here in Tampa at Legends Field. So much is talked about you and Jeter in New York. You know about that. The rivalry, every bit of it's analyzed. Who's better? Who's this? Who's that? Is it hard for – now, you're – blow him away with the personal stats we know that but is it hard to be watching him in the world series all these years it must be from a competitive standpoint even if you're good friends which i know you are to be year after year watching this guy out there in the world series when you're sitting in the stands watching it must be tough well it is tough i mean uh, as a competitor you want to be out there you want to be playing in the world series in the postseason and uh but that that's not to take credit away from Derek and tino and moriano and bernie and those guys are all great friends of mine and i have a uh, incredible fond and respect for those guys but sure I, I mean at some point you're saying i want the seattle mariners to be there i want the texas rangers to be there and and that's a driving force i mean that's part of being a champion is you have to knock out the champions and i'll tell you the new york yankees just keep getting tougher when well, they get the pitch you know they have a lock on this you know this they pitch. get the pitchers you guys have resources in texas there's no question your owner's got a lot of money but you got to get those pitches to want to go there you got to get that bullpen point. to want to go there you need about look at the yankees you need about three top starters and about three top relievers, then you can be dominant. Well, that's exactly right, Mike. And, you know, for the 80s, in the 80s, the Yankees weren't getting that great, great pitching. Yeah, good hitting. No and, pitching. And something happened in the early 90s or middle 90s where... Got smart. Rock- George, you know what happened? George got suspended and Jim Michael and Buck <laughs> Showalter had to do the work. <laughs> well, and now the pitching is coming. I mean, the one thing I'm excited, I'm excited about Juan Gonzalez coming over and all these guys, but uh, when you get a guy like Chan Ho Park yeah. and he turns down... Uh, five or six other teams to come to us, that's an indication that you can see a little light at the end of the tunnel and saying, now we're getting the ticket. I mean, we're not going to be, uh, we might not win 100 games or 90 games this year, but I do know that we're a better team. Do you have to go out and recruit guys like that now? It's not just the money. Do you have to also get on the phone and recruit guys like that yourself? Well, I think that's something that's pretty general all over baseball. I mean, you have uh, the leaders of the team trying to recruit certain guys and, uh, uh, I didn't have anything to do with Chan Ho because obviously my Korean's not very good. But uh, I got on the horn with Juan and we spoke a little bit. I told him that you know I didn't have to sell Texas. Obviously he's been in Texas for nine years, but that that's part of it. I mean that happens all over baseball, and uh, I'm just glad that pitchers, at least one pitcher, began to uh, come to Texas. That's that's the ticket. You know I was we thought about you a lot last year. You know Met fans as we mentioned, and you know your team had such a terrible year. I mean. You had an opening day, you had that bad law, you had a tough loss there in Puerto Rico. I mean, it just, it just never really got anything going. And, you know, the Mariners get off to that great start, so you're sort of buried. And I was thinking about you, you know, the year before you were in the ALCS, you had the Yankees in trouble. You could have oh, yeah. really, you know, you lost in six games. I mean, even in game six right there. You were wondering, 
uh, you know, how A-Rod, you had a great year personally, but I mean, July and August and the heat and all those losses, being 30, 40 games behind, changing man. I mean, you're a young player, you're used to winning. That had to be a very demoralizing situation for you last year. Uh, Chris, it was tough. Like I said, it was probably the toughest year of my career just because uh, seeing all my great friends in Seattle, seeing all their success and understanding what was happening in Texas. Uh, but, you know, you have to look at the big picture. I knew I came in here for, for, for 10 years, and I knew that things were going to get better. And I prepared myself at the beginning of the year, knowing the type of roster we had, that it wasn't conducive for, for going to postseason. And I knew that and educate myself, and I'm not going to trick myself. I made a challenge that I wanted to play every day and be a professional. Whether you win or lose, you have to go out there every day and be a pro. So that's a motivator, just play every day? Well, play every day, be in the lineup, and grind it out. I mean, be a real pro. I mean, the last thing I want to do if my team's 80 games out or whatever, just to call it in and, and fold the tent. And uh, I just challenged myself in the hot summer to go out there and be a pro. Hard to do. You know, it's funny. You look back at what you guys were. Uh, and then see, you know, those Seattle teams, which we all watched, uh, and then you see where Griffey's struggling, and in a bad situation, you, you know, not struggling offensively, but in a bad situation, you say, boy, these guys could do it over again. Would they do it differently? Here are two of the great players that went their separate ways, and their team was able to be successful without them. Uh, you know, that's a good question, Mike. There's no question. I, I can't answer for Griff. Uh, for me, is is a no-brainer. I'm an East Coast guy, though, Mike, and. Uh, I love Miami. I love South Florida. I was born in New York. And I wanted to get a little closer to the action. That was just my, my call, you know. And uh, if I had to do it again... Uh, was there another team involved that we didn't know about that was maybe close to, to getting you? You don't even have to tell us now if it was a team. But was there someone that... Forget the Mets. Was there a team that we were maybe dabbling with that we didn't know about? Yeah. Or was anybody else not close? My second... Well, I mean, I, I, I like to say there was about three or four teams in the 200 ballpark for 10 years. But my second choice would have been Atlanta. Oh, that's Atlanta. what I figured. We figured Atlanta was a great we fit that, for you. Yeah. We, we thought that for Griffey too. When they said they had to trade Griffey, we thought the Braves would, get, right, would end up getting right. it. Atlanta was 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 the team that I, I did, it was between Texas and Atlanta. Did, did, did the, was it the East Coast? Everybody read about the ballpark for Griffey. How he didn't like Safeco Field because it's not an offensive park. It's right. good for building a team because you're going to get some pitchers who do well there. Mm -hmm. Was the ballpark in consideration for you? The fact yeah. that it was hard to hit a lot of home runs there. So let me get out of this environment, <laughs> get to an offensive place. You know what? Chris, it wasn't that it wasn't an offensive play. I had a real hard time seeing the ball there, and, and that really frustrated me because th there was nights I went home and I saw 15 pitches and I didn't see one. So that that part kind of really? played mental yeah, games. It's a tough me. park to hit. Very tough. I mean, one, the ball doesn't carry, and you can deal with that. But when you don't see the ball, I, there were times I came back home and I said, if a ball comes at my head, I, I might be dead because I don't see it. And uh, Like Clemens. Did you see that picture of Clemens in the playoffs? There's <laughs> a better example. I saw that one. <laughs> That's why I got out of the way. <laughs> he didn't see it with a clock, though. <laughs> That's true. You know, Roger threw the ball so well that game, even if we saw it. We, we weren't, weren't going to hit him it. anyway. So right? He was that, great. He was, you can't be much better That's than That's the best he... game I've ever seen a pitcher ever pitch. He was he dominant. He was dominant. Yeah, I mean, a huge game. Yeah, he pitched phenomenal. He was, he was great. You know, uh, when you look at this right now, when the stars get together now and they see where baseball is, yourself, Vegeta, Griffey, etc., where do you guys, as the top guys now, where do you see this business right now? You see how it goes. You see how the money goes. You see how teams struggling. You hear all the union stuff. What is, what is an A-Rod or what is a Griffey or a G? What do you guys think about where baseball is right now? Boy, you know, it, it's kind of a uh, catch-22. I mean, you know the game's doing great. You see the revenue that, uh, I don't know if they're up to $3 billion over the last 10 years or whatever. Um, you, you know that over three, I don't know how many people, 81 million people saw us play, and you, you hear all these numbers. You see the, 
that there's potential for this game to be incredible. And uh, you see that there's a problem. You see that teams like Montreal and Minnesota are not getting the revenue. You just want everything. I, I love to see baseball like it was in the 80s where Minnesota's winning a world championship and you see all that. But Kansas City having a chance. Kansas City and all that. But I, I don't know. I mean, I'm open for anything. I know we all want the game to be better. I just don't know how to do it. It's, it's hard to talk. Uh, uh, how about uh, individually for you? Uh, I know you want to win. You want some world championships. But, you know, you have a chance to really set some incredible records, home run records and all that. kind. I don't even know how many career home runs you have right now. I'm sure you've it's probably over 200. I don't even know. I'll be guessing. Uh, but, you know, you're a young boy. You're 25, 26 years of age. 26. Yeah, 26 years of age. I mean, you've got good 10, 12 years. Maybe 40 more homers. nowadays. Yeah, 40, 40 homers a year. I mean, you've got a chance to really put your names up there with the Henry Aarons of the world here before your whole career is uh, – I know he wrote that for us in that big pamphlet that he wrote when he <laughs> was a free agent. Are you motivated by that? Do you want to uh, set all – you want to break Ernie Banks' record for home runs at shortstop, all that kind of stuff? Are you motivated by that stuff? Uh, a little bit. My, my biggest motivation is I want to win, and I want to play to win. And uh, I always want to sacrifice myself for winning. And uh, when, when you're in a winning element like, like I was in Seattle, it was much easier to do. And I, I just want to be a good leader for the Rangers for a long time and, and bring Mr. Hicks a world championship. That is my main motivation day in and day out. That's why I work so hard. That's why I prepare myself incredibly in the wintertime. And I'm in love with the game of baseball, and I feel like I'm very, very fortunate. But winning is what absolutely drives me every day. Uh, Do you see yourself, um, it used to be, if you go back to the few big hitters who were shortstops, which was rare before Cal Ripken. Ernie Banks was one. But he played a thousand games at shortstop, then played a thousand games at first base. The always baseball adage: as you get older, you go to the corner. Mm -hmm. uh, is the, you know, is your ability now to stay in such good shape? The technology, the fact you don't have to work anywhere else or doing. Can you now stay at shortstop till 36 or 37 because of the, the way you guys keep yourself in such phenomenal shape now, or do you have to at 32 go to the corner? That's a great question. I, I would like to, uh, stay at shortstop to you know, mid-30s, 33, 34, 35, then I would love to, if I can help my team win, I would move anywhere. Third base, know, third base, first base, DH, out. I, you know, I, I like you, to be more third base because it's a little bit more base, athletic and, right. and you can do more things. Uh, first base, you can kind of be just, you know, whatever. It's it's a very tough position to play, though. And, uh, a lot of action. Very, a lot uh, of footwork, a lot of action. Very underrated. Very underrated. Actually. But, uh, yeah, I like to do some good things at shortstop, and I feel like I can play shortstop for at least another eight years to when it takes me to 34, and and then I can you know see what happens and be open to. Some Is things. there a real com competition between Garcia, Parajita, and Arod? I think so. I think it is, is a good, healthy rivalry. You look uh, at a box score every day and see what the other guys are doing? I do, every time. The first thing when I wake up, I want to see what Derek did. I want to see what Nomar did and, and Miguel Tejada and Omar Vizquel. And, oh, you willing to put other guys in the class with you three? Or? Well, I, I'm just a big Don't fan. Don't forget Richie Willia. One year wonder. No, it's just very motivating. I mean, to see these guys do so well, and, and I, I really think we push each other push each other. I mean, I know those guys push me incredibly, and uh, I, I'm their biggest fan. I mean, Nomo and Derek are just incredible players, and, and they're very classy people. And uh, are you different, are you different players, though. Derek's right. never going to hit 50 home runs. I mean, he's not going to do what you do, hit 50 home runs. He's a different hitter than you are. Derek's a winner. I mean, he has different ways of beating you. He can hit a home run with the game on the line. He does though. it in the playoffs, sure. yeah. And he does it in postseason, and, and he can go in the hole, and he can do a lot of different things, and he has the knack to getting the big hit when it counts. So at this point, he has to be 
uh, ahead of Nomar and I because he's won four world championships and Nomar and I have none. So. Reminds me of Magic Johnson, Derek Jeter. Uh -huh. He really does. Yeah. Uh, are you yeah. and Derek okay? No, last year, you know, you said I'm a, I'm a better player than Derek. and all. Whatever you said, I don't even <laughs> no, no, remember. No. It wasn't that important. But I know that maybe Derek got a little peeved by that. Mm -hmm. are, you, are you guys on the same page right now? Well, uh, let me clear what I said. I said that the New York Yankees, 1 through 25, were the best team in all of baseball. And right. uh, for some reason, that was taken as a knock to Derek. But... Uh, You'd like to play a year with their pitching staff is what it comes down to, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> instead of facing them, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, no, I, Derek and I are fine. We're, we're doing fine. We spoke a lot this winter, and, uh, you know, we're, we're doing well. Uh, one last one for me, and that's, um, well, first of all, you got a little chance to play third base last year in the All-Star game. As you right. Ripken, uh, the, Ripken play. How about this division? You're in a tough division. Oakland's still got the good young pitching. Mike, loves, Mike likes the A's. they got Justice would be good. Seattle, you know. Uh, the Angels. I think the Angels pitches? are improved, too. Not very improved. I think they're improved a lot. And then, then you guys. Uh, this can be a very, maybe the best division in the American League. What's your take on this American League West right now? You know, uh, Chris, for a few years there, when I was in Seattle, we were basically the laughing stock of the West Coast. There, uh, We had a very weak division. Uh, it's turned out that it's, in my mind, the toughest in baseball. I don't think there's any questions. Top to bottom, it's going to be a very, very good very, division. Very, very tough. There's a lot of parity there. Um, great pitching all over the division. Uh, you know, you might have the wild card coming out of the division there. You never know. I mean, I came out of there last year in Oakland, and it might you might have two teams going to postseason out of the, that division. Is this a postseason team you're on right now? Could this be a postseason team? Boy, I tell you. Uh, Does the, everything have to breaks too right? You have to get breaks, or could you see yourself winning 90 games being in a postseason? Oh, boy. That's that's a good one. We You know, we've, we've closed the gap down a little bit. We still have... We need guys in the bullpen to pitch really well, and we need to get 200 innings out of our top three guys. You know, Chan Ho Park, Kenny Rogers, and Ishmael Valdez. If those guys can give us 200 innings each, it can allow our offense to do its thing. We might be able to sneak in, and we have a wild card. I mean, we have a great owner who, in July, if we're close, might go out and pop, pop oh, a will. big pitch. No which, you know, we have an advantage where other teams in July may not go out and get that big, big pitcher. So. We know we have that wild card in our pocket. If we can get off the gates a little bit, we, we just started awful last year. We were just terrible. I was terrible. Um, so we need to get off the gates and, and then give ourselves an opportunity to let Mr. Hicks go out and get ourselves a big pitcher, and uh, you never know. So should we assume that Percival was tough to, tough to see in Safeco Field on uh, one of those nights? Well, I tell you, <laughs> they were all tough. <laughs> Safeco is a gorgeous field, but it was just a, a tough place to uh, to hit just because you couldn't see the ball. Well, A-Rod, I really appreciate Mike and I. It's very you nice to, to come Nice down, to do that right. for us. Appreciate it. Good You're luck in to New you. York. In New York, come by say hello. All right, thanks, guys. A-Rod, okay. thank right. you very much. That's Alex Rodriguez on the fan.